Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Amen. This morning, I'm going to be ministering on It Is Possible. Let's open our Bibles to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, verse 21. Mark chapter 9, verse 21. And so Jesus asked his father, this is he there, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. If you can believe, say that with me. All things are possible to him who believes. Amen. It is possible. Amen. It is possible. The dreams of your heart is possible. It is possible. This in the passage that we just read. There was a father that on the day that God blessed him with a son, they must have rejoiced. Someone must have congratulated them. Wow, you got a baby boy. Wonderful. And they had dreams about what it would be. And this child grew up and one day, something they didn't know. Didn't expect, didn't plan, started to happen. He started to be attacked by the devil. The Bible says this demon would throw him into fire. Sometimes he would cut himself. And the dream they had of a healthy baby boy started changing. And no longer a baby now, he's become a grown-up man. But you know what? Some other people would have given up. But this man kind of felt it's possible that what I am struggling with can change. There's something you're struggling with, you have brought it to Master Jesus. Because he will change it. Amen. He changes bad stories to good stories. He changes troubled life onto calm life. He changes dreamless life to a life full of dreams and hope. And this morning, I pray God will touch your case. He will touch your situation in the name of Jesus. One of the things that we got to remind ourselves about is that God gives us dreams. And I'm not just talking about I slept and I had a dream. No. I'm talking about a hope and a future. Amen. Amen. It gives us an expected end. It gives us a picture of what is to be hereafter. There's a scripture that said to the man, come up hither and I will show you the things that will happen hereafter. We are sitting in a place where God showed us at some point. He has since showed us another picture for the future. So God gives us a picture of the future. Whether at the beginning of a year, whether in the middle of the year or at the end or whenever the time is, God never wants any one of us to be without a dream. Amen. God gives you a plan. That's why at the beginning of a year, everybody said, Happy New Year. Why are we Happy New Year for? We are saying happy for the new thing God is about to do. And every time you have a dream, my friend, it requires reviewing. 
It requires re-energizing. It requires you just making some slight adjustments to the things and to the ways you are pursuing that dream. Why? Because if you don't, sometimes you go off the road and you are still walking. Somebody may be making a movement but not making progress in the direction that is set to go. Our prayer to everybody is God will grant you progress in the direction of your purpose. So God gives us dreams. We call it dreams. Some people call it visions. It gives us something which we are walking towards. We are running towards it. My friend, dreams are the stimuli for progress. I always tell people that marking birthdays are great. I am 40. I am 50. But you must mark those days according to your purpose of your relevance. The Bible said, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So it's not just to count days. It's to ask, am I getting wiser according to what God has called me for? Every time you understand the dreams are stimuli for progress, you will also understand dreams come sometimes with challenges. Because of the dream over your life, you have some challenges. Because of your dream, you also have expectations. You cannot expect to live without challenges. I'll probably get to that in a minute. The Bible tells us Hebrews 12 verse 2. It says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1. It said, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. I pray you will not faint. You know why you will not faint? He said, you have received this ministry. You have received mercy. He said, we faint not. Having a reason for living keeps you alive. The reason you can fight off that life machine and say, I'm coming out of this bed is you're saying to yourself, it's not over. This is not going to be the end of my life. I'm not giving up yet. There's something I'm living for. In that 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 16 to 17, it tells us, for which cause we faint not. In other words, for the reason why we have been called. We faint not. That's why this course may be tough. I may be in uni. I may be studying. I may be doing my PhD. I may be doing my master's. I may be just getting in. Some of our children that just went into uni, after a week or two weeks, you see, it's natural. They begin to say, mommy, I want to come home. Daddy, it's tough. For which cause you will faint not? You have to stick to it. Daddy, stuck to it too. Sometimes, because of the dream of your life, you have to be lonely at some time. For which cause you faint not? You may have to wake up early in the morning to do unusual things because of your dream. Paul, the apostle, he had the dream. He had the reason, something he was pursuing. He says that though the outward man perishing, the inward man is renewed day by day. I pray that your inward man will be renewed every day. The outward man may be perishing, but you say to yourself, I will get up again. Dreams provide a challenge and an expectation. No matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, you need a challenge. You need a reason. You need something to see, get you out of bed. You need something to keep you on your knees. That's the reason why you are living. Friend, I want us to understand this. No matter who you are, 
Never get to a point where you make yourself irrelevant. Alexandra the Great, he was a terror in his days. He conquered many nations. And in fact, history tells us he conquered the world. One day he looked at all his domain from the east to the west and he wept. His generals wondered, why are you weeping? He said, there is no more world to conquer. Shortly after that, he died. But you see, when I look back into history, and that's what is amazing about looking into history, because it's important. Looking at history helps you to be able to put things in perspective. It helps you to know how little or how great their visions were, their dreams were. When Alexander the Great said there was no more world to conquer. Though he was great in his time. But when you look back now, you know he was little. Because the man who conquered the world that time, he didn't know about computers. He didn't know about the world he has not yet discovered. There is a world between the world. So while you think you have conquered the world, there is yet many land to be conquered. No matter how much God has blessed you, there are blessings you have not yet even touched. Those who have been blessed have been married a long time. They understand this. Now why you think you know each other? The beautiful thing about wine is it gets better with age. Many new things you are yet to know. Many new things to conquer. If you walk long with God, you will know that God always gives you new challenges. While he gives you new promises as well. Amen. Don't ever get settled with the level of blessing you last received. When you get to the point where you're no longer hungry. And I mean chasing God. That all I want is for you to be glorified. To be lifted up. See, all I want is not a new car. All I want is not a new contract. All I want is not a new house. All I want is for you. To be lifted up. To be delighted on the inside of me. Now what makes a man together hungry? That means nothing on the outside can satisfy you. That is the way to stay alive. That's the way to stay relevant. Amen. So as a ministry, God gives us visions. He gives us goals. He gives us dreams. He gives us assignments. And he gives us promises. The thing about God, he never gives you the details. God may tell you, I will bless you with a beautiful wife. Woman that will stand by you. I bless you with a good husband. A man that will be there for you. And you can plan and pray together. And you will raise a wonderful family. Now, God may not tell you the man is, is light in complexion. Or dark in complexion. Might not tell you that the man snores. But what is important is God will tell you the end. The challenges you have to go through, you will have. That's why you need to learn to work with God on a daily basis. Because those challenges, the Bible said in Acts chapter 14, verse 22, the B part, he said, For it is through many tribulations that we enter into the kingdom. So once God has given you the general vision, what you now begin to do to make that progress that we talked about last week is you now put it in place goals and strategies. Using the mind and the wisdom of God, you put in goals and strategy. This is what you use to begin to make your progress. God said to you, you're going to move into a new house. 
It will give you goals. What are the goals? Depends on who you are and what kind of thing you want. You, but what is important is you must have goals. If God said to you that you will, with long life, will I satisfy you? And I will show you my salvation. Yes, God has promised you long life. I will satisfy you. But don't let old age catch you unawares. So you begin to walk towards old age. Begin to make plans. For a time, you will not be able to do certain things you do now. Are you following what I'm saying now? This is important. No matter the dream you have right now, no matter the business dream, the academic dream, whatever the dream you have, there are people in the house of God you can sit down with, you can meet with, you can befriend. They can be the one that you sound ideas by. My friend, they can hold you up to your word. They can pray with you. They can plan with you because they too are planning with someone else. Even God said, let us make man in our own image. Every goal you have, every plan you have, make sure you work with a team. Now, friend, if the people you only talk to are the people that would always tell you what you want to hear, you don't really have a team. This microphone is working because somebody paid the price. Either the money that bought it, either the knowledge that prepared it, either the person that knew the battery would, would need to be changed, or would need to have been plugged in and charged. So every success you see is because somebody paid a price. My prayer for you today in the name of Jesus, in the goals you have set for yourself, may you not fail to pay the price when it calls upon your life. Paul the apostle, he said to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27 he said I discipline my body so that after I preach to others I myself will not be a castaway so progress requires discipline discipline could be sometimes the things you just want to do to enjoy yourself you learn to cut it short Jesus Christ set his face to go to Jerusalem people said to him but do you not know they are waiting to kill you there he set his face. You must set your face to go. It was Caleb, the man of God. <laughs> Old as he was. And he had got to the promised land. Everybody was settling, but Caleb refused to settle. Old. 80 year old. And he put on his full military uniform. And he went to the tent of Joshua. They said, sir, what it is? They said, I need to see Joshua. Nobody dared to stop Caleb because in the clan, he was the oldest. Everybody had stories about Caleb. The man that God spared. Yet, he was not the leader of the land, but he gave authority to where authority was. Honor to whom honor belonged. But this day, he was ready to cash in. And I see him walking towards Joshua. And Joshua, Joshua got up. And two generals met each other. And he said, Joshua, remember that day when Moses said this to me, after we went and we came back, and the people created chaos, but you and I believe the Lord. And Moses said to me that it's to you I will give that place to. Say, now, Joshua, 
give me this mountain. And I could imagine everybody behind him collapsing. Because what would this old man do with a mountain? What I'm here to tell you is, it's never too late for you to dream. And no matter the dream you once had, it's never too late for your dream to come back alive. I came to prophesy unto every mountain, every dream, every assignment that God gave to you. You will become it. You will achieve it. You will see it. Your hands will handle it. In the name of Jesus. It will not be said concerning you that here is unachieved dreams. There is so much more we still need to do. It is possible. The dreams of your heart is possible. Don't become a yesterday man. Don't become a yesterday woman. Don't become a person that we can say, wow, in your great days. Life, friends, life. Sometimes when you say dreams, the dreams may not be realized. And many people now fail to dream again because of that past experience. But failure turned around are the intrinsic composite of success. When you turn around failure, I thought about this so much and give failure a new push. I said, failure, I will let you know that you are a stepping stone. When you turn around, it becomes the things that will make up. So when you are thanking God for, it makes your thanksgiving really sweet. The people who appreciate success most as the people who have turned around failure. The dreams of your heart is possible. Life is a combination of assets and liabilities. Life is a combination of failure and success. Are you listening to this? Winning and losing. As a people of faith, you know what I found out? We are excited for the asset, but we are not prepared for the liabilities. We are excited about you bought a new car. Wow. You move into a new house. Most people only tell you about those times. But they won't tell you when the old one was repossessed. In fact, most people don't want to know. They should hear that your car was taken. They're like, ah, ah. What's wrong with you? Are you not a man of faith? Are you not a woman of faith? They don't want to know about the day you were squatting. People call ourselves men of faith. We don't know how to handle setbacks. That's why we got to understand the song we sang this morning. That you are God alone. That before time began, you were God. In good times and in bad times, you are still God. It's a song you got to sing and sing and sing for yourself. Because of our time, let me just quickly begin to round this up. Psalm 34 verse 3, the Bible says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. One of the things that is important about something or someone whom you love, you want to tell it on the rooftops. If you meet God, you want to tell somebody about the goodness of God in your life. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Nobody says they truly have found love and they want anybody to talk ill about their love. If you're going to present your bride or your fiancé 
to somebody, you want to tell them the good things about that person. Am I correct? So David here said, magnify, make great, make bigger the Lord with me. I know I'm already magnifying him, but I want you to also magnify him with me. David continues to say, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. Is anyone in the house seeking the Lord today? Have you ever sought the Lord? You know, when David said, I sought the Lord, he heard me. You may almost think that every single thing he asked God, God gave it to him. But that's not a story. Because if, if that was the case, then how come he went through so many crises in his life? But David said, I sought the Lord. He heard me. May the Lord hear you when you seek him. You know, many times we are the one that use our mouth to block our miracle. I told you this many years ago. God told me that I was a mouthpiece of Satan in a matter. Because I was using my mouth to cancel my miracle. And God had to change my tongue. I may God change your tongue to agree with him today in Jesus name. He says he heard me. If you go about talking about the fact that God had your prayer. You know, my friend, do you know I prayed to God last week and God had my prayer? Do you know I brought a matter to God and God had my prayer? If that's your song everywhere you go to, nobody would say to you that God does not hear your prayer. Are you still here? Oh, sorry, I jumped something in verse 4. I saw the Lord and he had me and delivered me from all my fears. He delivered me from all my fears. Somebody can ask themselves, when did David have fear? David was such a strong man, a brave man, a man who confronted Goliath. How can he have fear? Everybody was actually afraid. But David stepped forward. But I dare to tell you this morning that David had fear. But what you didn't know is he pocketed his fear and he chose to present God. He had fear. This man I'm going to, his name is Goliath. Every strong man is running away, but I'm going. I know I'm not as big as him, but I have a big God. Now the devil will say to him, what if he crushes you? Well, I'm still going to go anyway. So there is an aspect of fear, but there's an aspect of faith. He said the Lord delivered him. May the Lord deliver you from your fear. The fear of will I be healed? The fear of will I get a good job? The fear of will I be able to meet my family need? The fear is who will tell my story hereafter? The fear is what name will I leave behind? Will I ever move from a rented apartment? When will we buy our own house? Everybody has some kind of fear, but my dear friends, in the midst of the fear, may the Lord answer your prayer. He said the Lord delivered it, may he deliver you. Whatever you magnify in your life, the more of it you will have. If you magnify fear, more fear will go with you. If you magnify failure, more failure is what you will experience. So, if, for example, if you are married, if you magnify all the shortcomings of your partner, that's what you're going to keep on seeing. I found out that if you find one good thing in your marriage, 
one good thing in your son, in your daughter, one good thing in your job, in your career, one good thing in anything God has given to you. Find one thing. I'm not talking about everything. Find one thing. My husband may have left me, but I thank you, Lord. I thank you because I have my joy. I thank you, Lord, because I have my son. I have my daughter. You are their father. You are watching over them. You are providing for us. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for what I have. Lord, I may not know tomorrow, but I know the God that owns tomorrow. Find one. I don't know who I'm talking to. If you can locate one thing in your life, you begin to shut down the gate of hell. You begin to shut down the things you don't have because the devil has sold you a lie. He keep on thinking until you have it all. You have nothing to thank you. Listen, the Bible says that you even, he said the blind Bartimaeus, he was blind, he was blind, but he was not crippled. He was blind, but he was not deaf. With what he had, he praised the Lord. The Bible said he had Jesus Christ was coming to the city. He had Christ was coming to the city. Listen, because he had, it means his hearing was working. I might not be able to see, but I can hear you. You have to use what you have to get what you don't have. The Bible said he heard that Jesus was passing by. And he heard, he said, Jesus, son of Mary, have mercy on me. The Bible said, blind Bartimaeus, when he said, Jesus, they told him, shut down your mouth. Keep quiet. He said, no. He shouted all the more. I came to prophesy unto every mountain, every dream, every assignment that God gave to you. You will become it. You will achieve it. You will see it. Your hands will handle it. The name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.